Hey everybody, wanna help support the show? Well, head on over to patreon.com slash radio. Even a dollar a month helps us keep the show going and gets you access to a bunch of exclusive content. Thanks, on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Doing well. Doing good. Yeah. I was uh, sad I couldn't be with you guys last time, I think it was. Um, yeah, we just did a short little... We just. I think we just talked news, right? There's nothing. I believe nothing so. Too I think fancy. the episode was literally like 30 minutes. Yeah, it was. It was short. Yeah, I got. Um, a, I had to go to Atlanta recently for my sister's wedding, which was awesome. Oh, that's good. And nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Did you get any book reading in, like on a on a plane or whatever? I didn't get much book reading in, but I did get some book reading in. I'm not quite done with my two my two joint assage projects, but I'm nearing the end. So um, <laughs> nice. I, I kind of do want to do like an assage slash Dooku like episode at some point with all this yeah. fun material now. But uh, I got to get back to reading. Yeah. Because I, how far did I get? I I made significant progress. On Master and Apprentice, I'm about about two thirds through it. Nice, nice. Um, I just need to like buckle down and actually get through it. Um, but I've just been so distracted. There's so much going on. It's a it's a crazy world. I've been and I've been listening to books about uh, King Arthur and stuff like, and wow. that's sort of been taking up my time. So like I, I I just always appreciate yeah. the breadth of your nerdiness, Josh. Oh, it I it goes deep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah i've been pretty busy with work and life sister stuff i haven't been able to be too star warsy unfortunately besides just following the random trends on on twitter i was all freaked out when jar jar got really trendy one day i was scared on my best had died but no it was just weird people being it was just random super random yeah i i woke up and was like why is jar jar trending and then i just saw people going like jar jar's trending so let me talk about jar jar and i'm like Always a good huh, time. Okay. Always a good time. And I did write Jar a little thread about Jar Jar, an appreciation thread. I saw that. I appreciated yeah. your appreciation. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. But... It was appreciative. <laughs> there you go. It was appreciative, yeah. Oh, I, I think I found it. Oh, I did find it. Uh, whatever. You know you know, you know what I, I like about Jar Jar. I mean... He's, it's fine. What's not to like? Yeah, so I haven't been yeah. doing much Star Wars stuff. What about you, Alex? Uh, had a 4th of July troop, which was fun. Nice. You know, got to walk around in Star Wars costume. And I think lately it's just been a lot of watching all the cool things that are coming to San Diego Comic-Con and hearing the, you know, little things coming to uh, D23 Expo. Kind of bummed we're not doing Comic-Con yeah. this year, but at the same time, I'm okay taking a break. Yeah, Comic-Con is like once every so often kind of thing because it's intense. I, I don't know how people do it every year yeah i mean you have to have a lot of dedication and money too because it is not cheap yeah it's not and honestly i'd rather if i had to pick i'd rather go to celebration oh definitely but yeah comic-con still has cool stuff it's just like it's so many people and it's so hot and like 
It's just too much. It's too much, man. I'm, too, I'm I, just thinking about Comic Con in general. Like the experience makes me tired. It, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is once you're there. At least like the first few days, it's fun. I mean, there's positives and negatives to all, you know, conventions. But that one definitely sure. tires you out. You need a vacation oh, yeah. after that vacation. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a vacation. It's it's incredibly tiring. Uh, even our vacation coming up to D twenty three is going to be incredibly tiring. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're doing mm-hmm. a lot. You'll you'll hear about it here first, folks. Smash. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. What else about Alex? What did, I know you trooped. Did you do anything else? No, I think that's it. Um. Trying to yeah. think, I swear I did something else Star Warsy. I mean, we opened that young say, Jedi yeah, we we box. did that you opening. Guys did your thing. Yeah, yeah, that um, we have all the footage, and we should be putting it out this week, hopefully, as well as the um, we did a Patreon video about the uh, gift box for 2019. I know there've been people probably been waiting a long time to hear about like what we're actually giving you. Well, we did a video talking about it. Not all of it's in yet, so it's gonna take you know, a hot minute to get all these assembled and stuff, but they are on the way and we're pretty much fine. We've pretty much finalized the contents, I think. Yeah. So yeah, should be cool. Look for those. Um, we don't, we don't have a custom URL for our YouTube yet. Cause we're not big enough, but just, uh, you know, stay on our Twitter account, uh, twitter.com slash LTA underscore radio. And we'll, we'll post it there for, for sure. Um, I think, I think that's it for that site stuff. For me personally, uh, other than opening the Young Jedi booster pack, uh, I can't think of anything, honestly. I don't, I have been so preoccupied with Magic the Gathering, like, the last (laughs) month that, like, I haven't really thought about Star Wars stuff that much lately. Um, and I'm just kind of anticipating, like, D23 and doing all that stuff, so, like, that is sort of my, uh, you know, that's sort of like what's taking up my Star Wars life, I, I should say. It's just thinking about the coming vacation that's in like 30 days and trying to ground up money for it and stuff. So, um, but I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll drop back on the train. I really do need to finish this book. Like, oh, I need to just sit down. I just thought it. of something Star Wars I did. I, I just finished oh. reading the um, Star Wars Republic, the villains comic books. Oh. Those one shots, oh. which are really good. So yeah. the trade paperback is out there. Uh, I got it for my birthday. Thank you, Alan. So go get it if you yeah, haven't read it. I was about it. to ask because I think he texted me about that and was like, "Does he have this?" I was like, "Oh, oh no!" I, and I had been <laughs> wanting to get those. I didn't even know they were already out like that. So it was nice we would to sit down and just read them all. Like it was a, it's a nice collection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I only buy them in trades. I don't know how people do it. You know, week. I don't week. know either. There's nowhere to put it's them. It's Too expensive. That too. Yeah yeah anyway um i think that's it for housekeeping and all that i think we can get right into the show let's do it all right once again listeners you were listening to long time ago radio whether you're from the class of 77 or solo was your first star wars film you're welcome here now on with the show i grow tired of asking this so it'll be the last time where is the rebel base Dantooine. They're on Dantooine. There, you see, Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. 
For this episode, we're doing something a little different. We're going to do a little bit of a lore deep dive like we do with characters, except we're going to do it with a planet. Yay! Yeah, and this time, we're going to talk about a planet that we literally, I think, see once. I don't right? even think we it see it. It depends on yeah. what you're talking about, That's though. That's true. <laughs> Are we talking legends or Wait, canon? No, I'm thinking of Alderaan. Yeah. Not, oh, you know what? No, we do see... Okay, we'll, we'll just talk about it. Dantooine. Woo! Dantooine. We're talking about Dantooine. Um, home of the rebel base. <laughs> no. Well, um, yeah. No, that's the funny thing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> when Alex had this idea, this great idea to start doing planets too, and it's like, rad, yeah, let's... Let's yeah. pick a planet. He's like, Dan, I'm like, great. That Let's they mentioned talk about it like freaking planets. They mentioned it once. There can't be that much. Oh my goodness gracious! Does this planet have a lore that touches absolutely everything? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, here's the real question, though. Did it ever, at one time, actually have a rebel base? Well, I guess it did. It right? did. It yeah. definitely did. It, it definitely, definitely did. did. Okay. All right. So that's I couldn't like, remember. So yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. The only the first time we hear about it is you know Leia pulling a fast one on Tarkin, right? That's, <laughs> yes. Where's the rebel base? And after much, you know, oppression and and threatening, she's like Dantooine, it's on Dantooine, and uh, of course it's not on Dantooine. They go there. There ain't nothing there. There was though, as you recall, remnants of a former rebel base that had been abandoned for some time um yeah just like so it did exist lots of bags there. of trash and like broken droids yeah and... <laughs> yeah so that's really the only like mainline star wars reference to it right. um but oh boy even within the canon there's a little bit more the current canon yeah the current canon um I think, ooh, how do we want to do this? Well, let's just start with base facts, right? Dantooine is a planet. Yeah, let's do it. It's in the Dantooine system. Shocker. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the outer rim. Um, it is, yeah, so like far away then, you know, from stuff. And is the, okay, so it's all, is is Coruscant the core? Is everything measured yeah, from it's there? Con, it's a it's core, a core world, world, world or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's the core worlds are like is. civilization, and then the outer rim is sort of like the Wild West, basically. Of course. So yes. Dantooine um, was a pleasant, wor- pleasant world of grasslands, rivers, and lakes. And most of the visual representation that you'll find talked about everywhere is from three main sources, which is super, super fun. And I had a lot of fun looking at this stuff. Knights of the Old Republic... Star Wars Galaxies and Star Wars The Old Republic. And the best thing about digging into this today was how much the current Star Wars The Old Republic takes from Knights of the Old Republic and every other possible comic book and shorthand little story to build their own Dantooine. And I don't know, Alex, if you knew this when you picked this planet, but are you aware that Star Wars The Old Republic just released Dantooine? As a playable planet. Seriously? Yes. That's awesome. On May 28th, there was a new patch. 
called uh, the Dantooine. Uh, well, it was the planet was called Dantooine, but the campaign is called the Dantooine Incursion. So I would highly suggest if anyone was playing this game and stopped or um, you know anything like that, and you want to learn about the history of Dantooine, this is a really cool way to do it. Shout out to YouTuber. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic Central um, for making a really interesting video about all the different references about the history of Dantooine that they've hidden in little like hideable areas. Um, so if you're into that, go play this game and then maybe come listen to this or listen to this and have a kind of cool point of reference for, for what you're going to be playing through. So anyway, yes. Let's start with just the canon history, non-canon history, though I would argue that this coder stuff might not necessarily be non-canon. Th- uh, Knights of the Republic is not I understand that, but canon. I don't think that we should say that this is never, ever, ever going to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely, sure. because we've seen tons of stuff come back. It's just at this time, like, hey, it's it's in our maybe section. I also think that the more it gets re-referenced, like in Star Wars The Old Republic, when you bring up these old players again and again and again, you know, I think you're starting to sow some seeds here. But anyway, um, earliest background of Dantooine. Um, and you guys just shout out if you know about any of this stuff, because I'm learning. <laughs> Will do. Uh, it was one of the oldest history of it was the subject world of the Rakata, Rakata, uh, the Rakatan sure. Infinite Empire, which spanned hundreds of Oh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah, yeah the, uh, they were like, it's it's hard to describe. Like it's funny because I just, it's like I just freaking played Night to the Public like maybe two years ago. Yeah. I say just like it just happened, but like, um, and that's like a whole plot point in the game. Yes. Is that, yeah, like because you think of when you when you watch the trilogy now and they talk about like the their old Republic, it's like oh that was something like a thousand years ago, and like then when you're playing Night to the Public, <laughs> they're talking about the infinite empire and like all these other things. And these are like even more thousands right. of years, like before that. And it's, and it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is all lore within KOTOR. Yeah. So yeah, it was just, it was, so it was a subjugated planet and, um, they, you know, uh, subjugated the, po- the population, which is a native race called the Dantari, um, who are kind of caveman esque, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently there was a rumored star map that they created that pointed to the Star Forge, which yep. is something that you actually do find in Kodor. Anyway. It is. And they, and I don't, I, I know you're going to go play. Oh, I've that had so much year. spoiled just today by okay. reading this stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like, so you might even just know what the Star Forge is because that's like a whole well, thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, apparently there's a whole bunch of crap in Kodor about Dantooine. Um,. Yeah, so um, after during the old Sith Wars, the Galactic Republic became began a full-scale colonization campaign on Dantooine. Um, and while the Republic itself had virtually no, virtually no military on the planet, the settlers were protected by the Jedi Order. And around 3,997 BBY, we're talking right now, a Jedi named Vodo Sosk Bass? Um, sure, yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, created the Jedi Enclave, which I believe was actually something that was introduced in the Tales of the Jedi comics and then reaffirmed recently in Star Wars The Old Republic, which I think is super cool. Um, 
Though even then, they said that they had found even older Jedi ruins on the planet. Like pre, like even the Infinite Empire dudes, which I just love this idea of this always constant history, you know, this super distant history that always exists no matter what time period you're in. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a lot of your famous Coder guys who actually were trained as Jedi at this enclave, your Exar Kun, Exar Kun, uh, Revan and Malak. Um, and so actually this Dantooine enclave was famous, more famous for how many bad, like fallen Jedi it created than how many good Jedi it created. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the energy of Dantooine is, but that's kind of the situation. So that's like pre coder stuff. Um, and then I don't know if I want to like spoil like what happens in KOTOR, but all your probably not. Uh, I'll just say I feel like it's one of those sacred things. Totally, you spend yeah. a lot of time there. All our characters that you know about, that you've heard about, they play around on there, and you know, it, there's drama. You know, things get burnt down and then built back up. And um, what I really liked was looking at Star Wars: The Old Republic, which I swear I'm going to jump into now. I'm just—it's just so cool how much lore is here. But um, in Knights of the Old Republic two, I believe Darth Treya, Treya. Um, I think it's Treya. Treya. Um, shows up and gosh the writing for her was so good but in Star Wars the old um, uh, Star Wars the Old Republic they have like these little hidden info things that you can click on and you clicked on this one and it said um, was she right she she might have stood right here looking out on the enclave Um, was she right was there is there no true freedom under the force which I just think is like such a crazy quote um and then, you know, Trya has a big moment there, and she has a really good quote. I was actually watching scenes from it today where she's like, since we talked about this, do you wish to feel the, tech- the teachings born of the Mandalorian Wars, of all wars, of all tragedies that scream across the galaxy? It's like, whoa! So big, nice. fallen Jedi, Sith. Jedi drama happens at this enclave and Kodor gets deep in it and Star Wars The Old Republic references it and it's super fun and I'm really I've still never played Kodor 2 really no I have it <laughs> well based on that like one scene I watched the voice acting and the writing is like fire so I think yeah. I think it's worth I mean it. I think there's a reason that people love Knights of the Old Republic so much yeah it's that it just it it almost feels like di- like di- it's it's like Star Wars, but it's somehow different enough to where it feels like you're like di- rediscovering it all over mm, again totally. in this weird way. No, I get that, and I I feel like I don't know. I I think it's a it would be a cool thing to dive into while playing along with the new games because it seems like a huge thing about Star Wars: The Old Republic is they're trying to kind of firm up all that kind of alternate video game canon which i appreciate but right in terms of a little bit more modern times um this is not canon but again a kind of modern wink to an old canon we have a wink in canon clone wars to the fact that master windu is fighting a battle on dantooine and really needs help and that's the episode um, Brain Invaders, where which I'm sure you guys remember Brain Invaders of Clone Wars, correct? Is that the one with the slugs? Yeah. Yeah. With, with, right yeah, at the I nose. That one. 
And yep. so it's just briefly mentioned that, like, oh, you got to go help Master Window. He's on Dantooine. But that is a reference to the original Star Wars Clone Wars series, which is Legends Now, that we watched half of. I don't know if we ever watched the second half. But I know we... I don't think we have... We should, we should finish that off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we should. Yeah, we should finish. We should. And I definitely remember watching this scene, though. Do you guys remember when Mace Windu was fighting on Dantooine, like, by himself, a gajillion droids with this giant stompy thing oh my, coming down? That was one of the most ridiculous episodes, but it was so much fun. So great, right? This crazy, huge, epic battle with this huge stompy What are we gonna? What are we going to take over this? Take a big gun. No, I have a better idea. Let's just squish everything. <laughs> so that was on Dantooine. Um, and I actually really appreciate, though, how the one Clone Wars winked to the other one by including that battle. Um, still really cool. Um, beyond that, more references in lots of different Legends books. Um, Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron, the PSP and DS game that came out November 3rd, 2009, has apparently a really tragically amazing story set on Dantooine that I would advise people to, like, I don't know, look up. But it involves a Force Sense. Which one was it? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront uh, uh, Elite Squadron. It was, like, the fifth Battlefront game. It's for the... Oh, is it the PSP one? Yes. Yeah, I don't have that one yet. Ooh, well, I won't spoil it for you, but it's the story is about a Force-sensitive clone trooper named X2 who ends up aiding an escaped Jedi Knight named Fallen Gray and or Fallen Gray. And the story is really tragic and really good. It's like four lines on the Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh damn, that's some real shit. <laughs> so there's something. Yo, for a for a spinoff PSP game. <laughs> right? Not bad. Shout out to PSP though. I still I have one, and that thing is it's a great little it's a great little system. That's how I feel about my Vita. I, I think it's phenomenal. Well, uh, I mean, if you got a Vita, like you pretty much have a PSP at this point. Got a Wii. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. You you somehow sneak that in every. If you episode. guys are allowed to talk about Lost Stars, I can talk about my beautiful Wii that sits there and oh just has God. that little green light on all day. Yeah. Can we please yeah. do play like any and all Wii Star Wars games one day on your Wii and your I th- busted ass old Wii? <laughs> I own them and only <laughs> one of them is fun and that's Force Awakens or Force Unleashed 2. I got the uh, Jedi Power Battle one from Clone Wars and that is the worst game ever made. Now I know why it was $3 at GameStop. I think you've mentioned this yeah. before and I'm dying to play it. Oh, I have Yeah, that. you do. So... <laughs> I think I also got it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can play this adventurous. <laughs> no more. And I tried playing it. I was like, oh, yeah, my no God, more, this is horrible. But but certainly less. <laughs> you know what it does have? It has a nice cover. And then that's pretty hey. much it. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Someone did their job. Yeah. Love to see that. <laughs> we'll play it. Don't worry. Uh, <clears throat> so more even modern-y time, the rebel base time. We're in, like, Leia time. Um, Leia time. So I'll do really quickly the cl- the canon part because it's short and boring. Um, the Dantooine <laughs> base was the first rep- rebel base established by the Alliance to restore the Republic. It was established in the Badlands of Dantooine sometime before the Battle of Yavid. No, no crap. Uh, the base contained a vast <laughs> enclosure that could house dozens of small starfighters, dozens of droid charging par- ports, advanced communication technology, and dozens of bunks for several hundred troopers. Um, uh, 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 and then at one point they left. Hooray. It is... <laughs> I love that. In um, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, um, our Rebels help Mon Mothma get there to some sort of fancy meeting of all the peeps. 
Um, oh, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That was a good so, episode. Secret Cargo was the name of that episode. Um, and that's kind of the end of that. And there's not really a reason can canonically why they leave that base. Now... That same storyline in Legends. Um, in one BBY, the Alliance planned to hold Darth Vader hostage there after he'd been oh, yeah. captured on Camino. I don't know. What, what, I clicked on this and it said it referenced a trading card game, which is amazing. Because um, <laughs> they thought it was really going to work. <laughs> yeah, right. That's totally going to fly. Um, unaware that Boba Fett was pursuing the Rebels. I don't know how he's involved. And their valuable hostage in his Cause. ship. Because <laughs> Boba <laughs> Fett. It's trading card cannon. What other what other, what other character, famous character can we throw into this story <laughs> to make fans excited? Um, but then it's, this the uh, legend says that they abandoned it because an imperial listening device was discovered there on the cargo of a vessel that was docked, um, possibly ooh. placed by Boba Fett. Um, oh, who ooh. else? Who else would have done it? Who knows? So it's kind of same thing because then canon meets with real life and and we can't screw that up too much in legends and then after um after it was you know they saw it was part of rebels not anymore the empire actually took over the vacated alliance base and discovered the jedi cloning facility in the ruins (laughs) oh goodness the jedi cloning facility yep and resumed carrying out the research to develop rapid cloning procedures i wonder how they're gonna use that to clone people to clone the emperor um they also established an imperial outpost blah blah blah. so many people pop up in the post endor canon or uh legends of dantooine you got rogue squadron having a story there you have a group called lando's commandos showing up at some point lando's commandos i remember that storyline no it's it's pretty crazy You sound exasperated, where I feel like you should sound gleeful. That's amazing. It's so silly. There needs to be someone cosplay as Lando's commander. I mean, we should do it. We should do it. We'll make a patch. We'll put, like, a biker jacket. Yeah. Lando's commandos. Um, Also, Emperor clone storylines and stuff. Okay. This is a fun one, though. This is the last little bit that I have for you for for Dantooine weirdness. Um, All right. Mara Jade Skywalker landed on uh, Dantooine with Anakin Solo to try and give Mara some rest from the war and to recover from her sickness. What war, you ask? They were fleeing the Yuuzhan Vong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who soon caught up with them. And One day, we're doing the Yuuzhan (laughs) book club at some point, because... I want to know what all the fuss is about. <laughs> Our favorite crazy Guar-esque punk rock gods took over yeah. the planet, almost wiping out the native Dantari. And uh, yeah, some dude later witnessed a two kilometer wide pit filled with the bones of those sacrificed to the Yuuzhan Vong gods. Um, and then later the Galactic Alliance reclaimed the planet and a bunch of other stuff happened that doesn't really matter. But yay! Isn't that so much craziness for one planet? I I know. (laughs) It's almost like they treat planets like bobas. (laughs) So there you go. Dantooine. Pretty much anywhere you live in canon or legends, you can find your people had some sort of dalliance on the planet of Dantooine. They did something. Yeah. Yeah. They were around. Um, But no joke. Um between watching the YouTube videos and reading more of this 
of this canon that seems to really like to reference itself, um, the Coder canon. I really want to. I'm definitely playing Coder next month. I'm going to try and edit it and stream oh, yeah. it for people, but I want to get into Star Wars The Old Republic. It's free. I know. I'd waste so much I time. I re-downloaded it recently, and I was playing it a little bit, and then my friends who said they were going to play with me didn't, and then I was like, well, I need to put other games on my PC, so I ended up deleting it again, but... Who knows? I'll probably go back at some point. But I just love the it's... fact that they're sitting there making awesome content that is very exciting for old Coder fans. I mean, there was stuff that was in there that was really referential. Like, they have the caves that you that you walk around, and there's different colored crystals in there that references the crystal caves that they had in KOTOR. Um, they have, you know, a certain type of fruit that is a uh, item that you can buy and sell on Star Wars Galaxies on Dantooine. Like, they really took, did their, still doing their homework to try and, like, keep their little kind of separate B canon together which I appreciate yeah. and would love to especially since that uh, that's I didn't know about that galaxies thing because galaxies has been offline years for like yeah. a decade at this point I think it said 2000, June 24th 2011 uh, Sony announced that it would be shut down on December 15th of that mm-hmm. year so there you go So like eight years at this point yeah but isn't that so There's... Star Wars though that no matter what creative venue you were in everybody seems to have the spirit of well let's go back first yeah, let's reference the things others have done. Yeah, I, I I like that. They they do that quite well with concept art. Yeah, you're seeing things. a lot more Ralph Macquarie stuff with with everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. There you go. Dantooine. Cool. Dantooine, y'all. <laughs> Is that everything? Well, there's a bunch of cool like creatures and stuff too that are fun to look sure. around because between three video games you're gonna oh, i'm get... sure there's one in the show notes maybe <laughs> oh, is there a, I haven't even not, not from dantooine not, not from dantooine but uh another fun oh, okay. planet that we should definitely do a uh, planet study on okay just so listeners know i do not look at the creature ahead of time <laughs> Me neither. so my 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 reactions are genuine <laughs> i love how we've just decided that this is alex's thing now like he's gonna put on something funny Let's he do always does it i i used to do it and then he just started doing it and he always picked better ones well so you guys fine. let me once put butterfly and that had like one sentence description on, on wikipedia <laughs> but that's funny <laughs> and then i think you followed that immediately up with the llama from yeah the, like like Ewok the ewoks movies. movie yeah hey they're 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 in star wars <laughs> They are. They they in are there. A Star yeah. War. They're a thing. Yeah. We ready for All news? Right. Yeah, let's get on to the news. I have good news for you, my lord. First news story: According to Daisy Ridley, Rise of Skywalker may feel like a different genre. Mm. So. Before we start this, what's what's going on with Daisy? Is she like on a tour or something? Because she has, I feel like every article, every week for the past couple weeks has been like Daisy Ridley said this. Daisy Ridley thing. Did you guys, found her out. <laughs> did you guys talk about the parent thing last time, or did that not happen? Uh, we uh, kind of. I think we're done talking about that for the rest. Un- of oh, absolutely. <laughs> Until <laughs> we actually watch the again. movie, yeah. like there's nothing else to be said. Unlike every I other news outlet that put nine articles out there. I don't care, I know. <laughs> yeah, but just to go off on your point, Josh, yeah, clearly she's she's walking around saying stuff somewhere. <laughs> you know what? Isn't she in that Ophelia movie or whatever? I don't know. I know she's yeah. been... Is that why she's She's been on TV doing interviews. People are just asking her Star Wars questions. That would really suck, right? Because she probably... Yeah, she can't do a press junket for anything because she's just going to get Star Wars questions, as it should be. <laughs> I mean, I saw that she was getting interviewed recently, and I think it was for that movie that she's in. 
Ophelia or whatever. Of course, anything you look up, it's her talking about Star Wars. So who the hell? Well, yeah, because people talk to. They're like, yeah, Ophelia's cool. So who are uh, Ray's parents? <laughs> it's it's like that's pretty much what happens. All anyway. right, let's probably read her quote. Yeah. Uh, it says, genre-wise, it's different from the other two, which will become clear when the film comes out. It's quite emotional. There's a different drive than the previous two films, but there's a lot of fun. I really missed John Boyega during the last one, but we're back together now, and Oscar Isaac is part of it. To me, it felt like kids going on an adventure. Yay! I like that last sentence. Felt like kids going on an adventure. I want to go on an adventure with these kids. I love these kids. I know. All right. Well, That's exciting. We got more yeah. stuff. Uh, George Lucas approved rare pre-special edition Star Wars screening. What? 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 A million nerd boys just had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I know. What? Listen, you can go get the despecialized edition pretty, pretty easily. You can find that stuff on the street. This is yeah. this one's you official though. It. Like the fact that you know. Yeah, this one is official and in a theater, I imagine, right? Do you think George is just going to start approving really random stuff? Like, when he's, like, 80, he's going to be like, ah, screw it, put the Christmas special in theaters, let's do it. Fuck it, sorry. Dude, I would go watch that. <laughs> oh, my God. Being in a room, like, of people probably, like, throwing spoons at the screen, that would be amazing. <laughs> For no reason, just throwing <laughs> yeah, spoons. Like the, like the room or whatever, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. We to be fair, that. though, this was um, for the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. It's not like it was just some random people. It's kind of like uh, the okay. movie yeah. people who are movies. Movie yeah, people movie did people. it. <laughs> uh, it says, last week, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences hosted a, a presentation uh, contrasting the analog technologies developed for the first Star Wars film released in 1977 with the all-digital tool set used to create Rogue One, a Star Wars story released in 2016. Cool. The event was followed by screenings of both films, which included Fun. a rare opportunity to see a pre-special edition version of Star Wars A New Hope in 70 millimeter. Ooh. Uh, the Academy got permission from George Lucas to show this version of the film, which I think is funny that like he still... It's like, does he does he have to be involved? He, they they have to ask permission. Like that's a thing. You have to ask permission to be able to watch it an unedited. Because my guess is this is an original. So I'm wondering. He must. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, I know he owns well, like almost. He all He also the... said that they didn't exist. And the fact that now that there's one here, I'm wondering where they got this one. If this is from a private collection. Well, it's because he bought them all well, up, right? I was gonna well, say that's, this that's is the thing. Probably... Is this a private? But if it was yeah. a private collection, you wouldn't think they need per permission to show this privately. So I'm wondering, they had to have well, gotten something no, from if, someone. Well, if that if was from his it, private then, yeah, oh, that's they have I, to license it from that's him what I mean. or get his permission. So this yeah. might have been one. It's, I'm curious to see how, you know, we'll never know, but how this worked out. Well, it's cute because it's just, like, so George. Like, I mean, he hates the, pe the like, man, the, the, but he loves the craft. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's what this was about more than anything. Like that. He hates the man. He really does. Go back and listen to our George Lucas episode to talk all about it. Even though he became the man. Oh, no, I'm kidding. George is cool. Thank I you like for him. Star Wars. Thank you for... He does a lot of other pretty great Thank you stuff for Captain that nobody EO. ever talks about. Said that still need to see that. I mean, he runs like... He's opening a museum out of pocket, pretty that's, sure. That's, that, that's one of our other stories. Oh. Yeah, and uh, and like he he runs charitable foundations. He gives out what, a, a lot of he's money. He's a good George guy. George is a really yeah. good person. Yeah, 
<laughs> he isn't he didn't deserve all the all this stuff because he made a quote-unquote bad movie anyway i think we're quite literally preaching to the choir here we are <laughs> jar jar's cool <laughs> see the new sith <laughs> see the new sith trooper from star wars rise of the skywalker at san diego comic-con 2019 so this was a hot toys well not just hot toys uh, not, not just, just this toys. was a t-shirt a hat an action figure a hot toys a pin a mug like they released oh. a ton of stuff at one one day on starwars.com that's cool they pretty much said hey we have a new trooper you want to buy stuff this is everything you can buy at san diego comic con yeah yeah i like it it's fierce yeah he's i don't like it's the kids fierce. costume the kids costume's kind of funky um it's ridiculous. But <laughs> the helmet's good. The design is pretty cool. This this Sith trooper, and he, if you notice on the side of the packaging, he has his own little logo too. I'm curious to see. I'm a fan. What he uh, hmm. what he does, and why is he a Sith trooper? You know. And he has like an arsenal. He has like I five s- guns slash sword. Guns. I think these are supposed to be the replacements for the Praetorian Yeah, Arc. just looking, because you have weapons here that we've already seen with the, uh, this is for the Black Series figure, but you have guns that look familiar. You have, what I can't tell what that thing is, it looks like a grappling hook with two hands, and then you also have what looks like a vibroblade, as opposed mm-hmm. to a baton, but it looks like a baton. Yeah, I don't know. He's got a whole bunch of know. different toys. I like the design. So many toys to choose from. I don't know what that was. Uh, It's a new trooper. It's fun. I I did see a... I saw a theory that, like... Yeah, what's a Sith Sith trooper? People got mad about? And I was like... What were they they mad about? Well, I saw one that was like, I I bet, like, these are... Like, some hardcore First Order people, and that at some point, like, Finn is gonna lead, like, a like a stormtrooper uprising which i feel like you know that'd be kind of cool i, f- sure. I feel like this you is know? No. but at the same but i saw people were like how dare you suggest that and it's like guys come on okay. like they're yeah. Yeah. they're having fun they're just thinking of you know just thinking of things it's i feel fine. like these are this is what this is what's yeah fun i think about these it. are probably going to be kylo ren's like private group or something yeah probably that's what, I'm, yeah. that's what yeah, i'm that's what yeah but yeah. they're red cool which they they, they sure, sure are red, red. which red. this isn't the first time we've seen a red trooper either we've had uh two other with a magma trooper from what was he from one of the video games i think and then you had the crimson magma first trooper. order troopers so this is this isn't even the first red first order trooper we've seen interesting right i don't recall a magma trooper but... uh there's definitely a magma trooper in um my video game that I play every day. What's it called? Galaxy of Heroes, but he is not Galaxy red. Galaxy of Heroes? Well, if it's in Galaxy of Heroes, that's that's like the... Oh, yeah. That is the end-all, be-all for canon <laughs> It's right got there. all the things in it, yeah. He's a thing. <laughs> Use on thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's uh, Timing for opening of Star Wars Rise of the Resistance announced. Yee! Now, I want to preface this by saying I'm glad that they're getting this done. However, I'm upset that I'm going in December and it's opening in January. <laughs> like, no. It just means that uh, before uh, celebration, we have yeah. to go and ride it. Because well, who knows if that ride's going to last a year. I will yeah. say, no, with this better thing, though, because 
what it means is when you go in December, it's going to be not super crazy because people are going to be like, oh, well, I'll just wait till January when the new ride is open. True. And it opens, well, also, which we didn't mention here, it opens on December 5th at Walt Disney World, but it opens in, Jan- in land in January. January 17th. So it's going to open, it's going to open for the Walt Disney World Galaxy's Edge. So that should also take a lot of the uh, brunt off of Disneyland as being the only one. So now there's a whole other, you know, the, the whole eastern side of the United States and like Mexico and, and Canada, you know, will probably go over there. All at once. All well, I think that's what's going on now is that a lot once. of people are waiting. Why would you fly all the way to California when you can wait a few extra yeah. months and just go to Orlando, which Orlando is also going to have Magic Morning. They're going to have annual pass holder previews, which Disneyland did not have. So, I mean, if you're already, you know, east of the Mississippi or whatever, you're just wait because you'll have more things open for you all at once as opposed to Disneyland where you've had you're going to have this crazy staggering of, you know, openings. Yeah. I love how you guys are just advocating for people not to go where you're Yeah, going. don't go I during D23 weekend because there's nothing to do at Disneyland. Everything's going to be closed. It's going to be Horrible. so crazy. Yeah. Come on, people. Just go to Orlando. It's bigger. They have gators. Um, gators. They have those. Well, they don't have the wings Everything's anymore, on fire. Right? Yeah, I think they might have the wings. But it's, it's Florida. Go there okay. instead because we want to not have anyone at Disneyland. Yeah, we want to have the whole. We, I mean, we do. We, no, uh, it'll be so crazy. Oh God, don't come. Um, don't. One go. really cool thing that I like about this is the attraction poster that they released for Rise of the Resistance. I was gonna say, are we gonna talk about because this poster? Because this poster gets me oh, yeah, so excited. Yeah, the poster excited, is dope. It? Yeah, it, it's awesome. It looks like I don't know. Well, it's just very like eighties. Looks like a movie yeah. ride. But yeah, it, or a movie poster. <laughs> it's like it's a movie ride. It's uh, a movie ride. <laughs> but it is. It looks like a movie ride. You know, you're 100 percent right. Stand by it. Um, yeah, it looks like a cover for like a great like 80s Star Wars novel. Yeah, but like based with Kylo Ren and BB-8. It's great. I'm all about it. Yeah, it's it's really exciting because it, it shows all the different pieces that we've been teased about for what the past two years, and it's finally coming together. I know. I hope this ride actually works. <laughs> it, it'll See, work. It'll work. Why on earth wouldn't I it? So. Every single thing Disney does is uh, perfect. Yeah, what is this? Universal Studios? I've heard some things. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some things through the grapevine, it's, which is why it's been delayed it's so gotta much. It's got to be better well, than but, Hagrid's ride that's been open for like a week or two. Oh my god, freaking down. Was that the one right where I almost barfed? Well, no, you oh, know right. the uh, the dragons ride? Or is that the new one? The, the dueling dragons that they had at Harry Potter? They took it, yeah. took that away, and put in a Hagrid's motorcycle ride, and they opened it. And this ride, you know, it's just the ride had four to six hour waits when it first opened, like the first few weeks, Jeez. which is still kind of doesn't have that long, but it's still hours long. But it's going down for full days at a time. Like you can go to Orlando yes. and be like, "Oh, guess what? The new ride, it's down." Yikes. So Yikes. I'd rather they wait, get the kinks worked out. That way, we don't have to deal with that. Totes. Totes, my goats. All right, if you're going to D23, Lucasfilm is going as well. Um, they're going to have a they have a pavilion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, they're going to have a pavilion with a bunch of stuff in it, which I think we talked about last uh, week. No, right? I, it had just dropped uh, like this past week. But what's interesting is that they mentioned on the D23 website, they're going to have a display show, uh, showcasing the evolution of Star Wars Stormtroopers, which sounds very similar to what they're going to have at San Diego Comic-Con which is an evolution of stormtroopers leading up to this new Sith trooper. So 
Um, and I'm curious to see what the Lucasfilm Pavilion at D23 is going to look like versus San Diego Comic-Con. Like, if it's going to be the same thing, or is it going to bring in some new decor, or, or what? Because we don't, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But it'll be nice. It'll be Star Wars can have a centralized area, um, and they're also going to have a Mandalorian panel um, on Friday, August 23rd at 3 p.m. in Hall D23. And uh, it looks like Dave Filoni might be there with some special guests. Yeah. Hopefully they do lottery. Which again. they did say they're doing a lottery for D twenty three. That's a new thing, uh, new thing this year. They're doing a lottery for the main, uh, the large panels, and I think the the top three rooms, plus for the stores. So we may get lucky oh, nice. enough to not have to wait in like a five hour line to get that hat you want, Josh. Oh, do you think this is a reaction to how well it went at Star Wars Celebration? Because I love. I, I think it is. I think they finally learned their lesson. That way, you don't have people camping at all hours of the night. Because, well, yeah, it can be sure. fun. Like, hey, you know, it's a big panel. Do a camp out. It just hurts, and it just limits how many people can do stuff. It hurts. it hurts, and it's a strain on the facilities too, and the employees that they have to have. Yeah, to see it. It's a lose, lose, lose. Mm-hmm. It works so to, well. The cops have to come out, yeah. you know, and like make sure everything's totally cool. It's a whole thing. I, mean, I like the lottery system because then I can go to bed and I can like just know when to get up yeah. and know when to show up. I'd rather up get in line things. an hour earlier than, you know, seven, eight hours. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to wait for an hour. <laughs> I, I'm, I just want... For anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want us to get to the point, and I think we're honestly going to get there, where you can book your whole day start to finish at Disney World and just go from thing to thing and just roll yeah anyway it's exciting absolutely yeah uh this next news story might not be super exciting to everyone but i thought it was some good news industrial light and magic set to open new studio in sydney australia Hmm. Uh, lucasfilm's visual effects division industrial light and magic magic is expanding its footprint with a base at fox studios australia in sydney the opening is planned for later this year, hopefully in time for its artists to contribute work to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, according to, according to Rob Brido. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Executive creative director at the head of ILM. Skywalker slated for December 20th release. Plans call for Luke Hetherington, who heads ILM's Singapore studio, to additionally serve as executive in charge of the Sydney base and split his time between Singapore and Australia. Beep, bop, boop, ILM is headquartered in San Francisco and maintains maintains bases in Vancouver and London. Uh, ILM, huge presence in the film industry. Yes. Obviously, multiple offices and stuff. And even with all those offices, from what I understand, like, uh, they they still work real hard. If you, um, if you, so hopefully if, this takes a lot of the brunt off them. If you pay attention to, like, the technical awards section where they talk briefly about those every year during the Oscars, like... So much of it is stuff that they develop at ILM. Um, they just have geniuses that are just pushing well, and inventing. If you've seen like a top ten movie in like the past five six years, chances are they did something for it. Like they're yeah. they do a I ton mean, of stuff. They invented mocap. Yeah, like that's just what they do. Um, they've they've received sixteen visual effects Oscars and forty additional nominations. That's just what they do. It's what they do. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, I opened too many tabs. Here we go. Uh, we just talked about that Mandalorian thing. Um, at San Diego Comic-Con, you can go behind the scenes 
of the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art, which we just talked about. Mm. Uh, currently under construction in Los Angeles' Ex- Exposition Park. I don't know where that is. Uh, the museum collection will focus on art that tells stories, including everything from ancient Greek pottery to illustrations created for magazines, comic art, and the art of filmmaking, like storyboards, costumes, props, and visual effects from Star Wars and beyond. Quote, the Comic-Con audience has shown incredible dedication not only to George Lucas and his films, but to narrative art more broadly, the Lucas Museum team recently told StarWars.com. We will have much to offer everyone at the Lucas Museum, and we are excited that the Comic-Con audience will be among the first to hear about our museum and collection. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, like, super pumped about this museum. Also, it looks yep. like a spaceship. It looks like a spaceship. Literally, like, landed in the middle of a city. As, as, it's kind of cool. As you might assume, it's right by uh, USC. It's right next to the Coliseum. Um, mm. Which, yeah. So, there you go. Very cool. Uh, the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art behind the scenes panel will take place Thursday, July 18th at 2019. Or I don't know why I said at 2019. <laughs> at 10 a.m. in room 5AB during San Diego Comic Con. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear more about that. I know that they were originally going to build it in Chicago. Well, it was between Chicago, San uh, Francisco, and LA. And then. Yeah. But I know that it was going to break ground in Chicago, and then there was like an environmental group that basically stopped it from happening and then they they were just like forget it LA, la was like we'll take you and they're like fine we'll just build there man <sighs> all right um comic-con comic-con is this weekend and comic-con is going, in two days as of this recording oh, two God. days aren't you so last year um, i think we were all being like yeah comic-con and this year like yeah comic-con <laughs> yeah i worked last comic-con and it was hard. it's fun though to a point it's fun the yeah but it's a lot of after comic con yeah. is fun <laughs> uh anyway star wars at san diego comic-con 2019 everything you need to know from starwars.com lucasfilm pavilion and sith trooper debut we already seen the debut uh you can go see the sith trooper uh hot toy up close although they're doing an early they're doing early release products too so you can buy i guess all of that all the pins and the hats mm-hmm. and things uh, there's panels. There's the Lucas Museum one we just mentioned. There's Fun with Funko, which is on Friday, July 19th from 11 a.m. to 12. Fun. With Funko. Which you'll, yeah, meet a bunch of people that make Funko Pops. Star Wars Collectibles Update with Lucasfilm's Brian Merton. That's also Friday, July 19th. And that's from 12 to 10 p.m. And fun fact, if you go to the <laughs> 12, Funko one and just 12 stay, to 1. It's literally right after. 12 to so. 1. It's not a 10-hour panel. Yeah. Um, and then again, if you'd like to stay literally for the next one, yeah. So Friday, Friday has always been Star Wars Day for Comic Con. So most, if not all, these are going to be on Friday. So if you have a good, there's like a five-hour block. Oh, even more. It continues all the way down to six p.m. So if you have a good six hours to kill, and you just want to do Star Wars, Room Seven AB. That's the room to be in. No eight, eight hours. Oh goodness, Star Wars panels, my lord. And you got a lot of good people here. Yeah. Uh, okay, continuing on, we have Behind the Design Star Wars Fashion Collaborations, and we have Hasbro Star Wars, Star Wars Audiobooks Behind the Scenes, Step Inside ILM X Labs Star Wars Stories, and then we have I will Lucasfilm say real quick Publishing. that the Behind the Scenes audiobooks, you have uh, Iden Versio and Padme voices there if you want to, like, meet a person or see a person. Oh, nice. That's pretty yeah. cool. 
So Janina Gavankar and Catherine Tabor? Tabor, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I remember names. <laughs> I'm really bad at names. <laughs> um, That's it for the news, actually. Wait, real quick. I believe. And I'm just saying, the... The uh, uh, public, the stories one, you have really great authors showing up too, including Timothy Zahn and all these people. I want to go. Don't forget all going? the signings that they're doing no, too. No, we're not going. I want to yeah. go. We're not going to Comic Con. No. Oh, well. I'll probably have to do work for Comic Con, but I'm not going to. Oh, gonna... if you are going to Comic Con, go to the Entertainment Earth booth number 2343 on uh, Saturday, July 10th from 3 to 5. You're going to have Billy D. Williams doing free signatures. So go up to him and say that and say we sent you. Yeah. He probably will not like that. You never know. You don't know Billy. It's hard to beat a free signature. I don't. I don't, and he also doesn't know me. The guys from Well, if you do that if if you guys do that and he does appreciate it, then we get your signature. Or we get something. I don't know. The pen. I don't know. I wanna go. I'm jelly. All right. Ready for Creature of the Week? They were no longer. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Creature of the Week is the Dagobah Python. I'm going to guess this was the snake that bit Luke. Was that it? The snake that no. bit Luke? Did he... Yeah, remember he pulls a snake out of the X-Wing and then he like, throws it? Mm-hmm. And then they, there's behind-the-scenes footage where he's like, Oh, no, that's me. just snake. okay the dagobah python was a species of snake native to the planet dagobah it lived amongst the gnarled trees that were commonly found in the world's swamps and was capable of swallowing up to 15 times its own weight in food um yeah there's a fun picture of it in the legends tab he looks like like hey how you doing oh yeah he's got a face yeah. That is horrifying. I I I was expecting just like a snake. He's very gnarly, like a tree, and he has big teeth. This is some. This is some. I'm sorry, John. Yes, it really is. <laughs> if you want to, okay, listeners, if you want to have nightmares, go to the subreddit. I'm sorry, John. Oh gosh. Go there. I don't want nightmares at all. I'll describe it because the description won't. You'll no, let like, them let okay. them discover it themselves. It's a it's a fun discovery. You sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll tell you off the air. I don't know if it's fun. Does this have to do with Star Wars? Nope. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has to do with Garfield. <laughs> okay. But this. Uh, you think I'm kidding? I'm, I'm being a hundred percent accurate. This worm is so is interesting, but it's pretty big though. Looking at the pictures. Yeah. All right. Is that like you, you know? What? Is that like Garfield minus Garfield? It's like no, it, Garfield kind of. meets a xenomorph. But way more horrifying. Oh God, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't... Uh, and and don't, no matter what you do, if you find yourself enjoying that, don't, under any circumstances, go to I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that real? I have no idea what's going on. I'm going there right It now. is go there okay. it's it's even more it's like let's take something horrifying and make it even more horrifying okay all right uh anyway <laughs> uh you know what's funny i forgot to even mention something that happened uh star wars related that i did what'd you do i found a, a game that i've been looking for <gasps> which one for a while at a flea market so i've been trying to find and they're not like 
rare. They're more like uncommon. Oh, I just don't okay. really see them. But I found a retailer demo station disc for Rogue Squadron 3 with the box. <laughs> Amazing. And it and it's like basically the cover art, but on the front it says all this stuff about like for retail use only, not for resale. Like it's not like a retail product. It's like a thing they sent to like Target basically to uh, have like playing in the GameCube like in the in the thing. You right? can get that stuff? That's Oh my god. Yeah, you can. You you can get all kinds of weird crap. Oh wow, what an interesting <laughs> niche you've decided to live in, Josh. It's a Star Wars game product. I love it. I mean, yeah. I love it. Oh my god. Don't even get me started if I ever found like a proto like a prototype cart of a Star Wars game. Ooh-wee. I would die inside of happiness. That would be the greatest thing I could ever find. Anyway. Um that that's gonna do it for the show this week nice that's all of it um folks if you'd like to find me specifically on twitter you can go and find me i'm the jawa josh where can the folks find all of you i am at rebecca june lane on twitter and uh our official twitter is at lta underscore radio you can find me on Instagram, Dapper underscore Fett. Our Instagram is at LTA underscore radio and Facebook.com slash long time ago radio. Make sure you follow us because we're going to have awesome stuff to give away at D23 Expo. So we're just, we're just gathering <laughs> more and um, definitely yeah. do what Josh said and don't go to I'm really sorry, John, because I just <laughs> looked it up <laughs> and now I need to watch some sort of happy cartoon. Oh my God, what even is <laughs> context my brain is making crazy we'll tell you after the show we'll tell you after the show but definitely right. go follow us um, because we have some cool stuff that we're working let, on um exclusive stuff yes. and if we think you're gonna really like it and check oh, out yeah, our patreon sure. yes yes patreon.com slash long time ago radio a dollar a month helps keep the show going and also helps us buy cool stuff to give away at cool conventions like d23 um we are pretty much final again. We're pretty much finalized on the giveaways, so I will I will let people know what the deadline is for uh, the five dollar thing to get a prize pack. I'll let I'll let everybody know ahead of time, um, and we'll you'll let you know here on Twitter on I'll Instagram. Everywhere. If you follow us somewhere, you'll you'll hear about it, and I'll let people know, and we'll be like, this is the date. If you don't get in by this date, sorry, you can get in by this date, and then like stop being a patron or to go down to a dollar what have you just you know that's that's them's the bee's knees other than that that's gonna do it for everybody goodbye everyone bye